OMC Hive's The Buzz podcast is designed to bring you closer to the brilliant people, thinking, and events within the Omnicom network. In this episode, I speak with Jonathan Nelson, CEO of Omnicom Digital, about the Forrester Wave reports that Omnicom and our competitors participated in earlier this year, how we fared, and what the results signal for the trajectory of the industry. Our last episode focused on what we mean when we talk about integration, and what Jonathan and I discuss in this episode really speaks to the way we integrate as a global holding company. Welcome to OMC Hives the Buzz podcast. I'm Ro Kalinaros. I'm Jonathan Nelson. And Jonathan, for listeners who don't know you, do you want to give a little background on what you do? Sure. For the past, well, it depends how you count, but you know, about the last 22 years, I've been the CEO of Omnicom Digital, been running the digital side of Omnicom globally for a couple of decades now. Yes, and you've been a longtime Omnicomer in other ways as well. Yeah, I, I founded a portfolio company called Organic back in 1990, co-founded it in 1993, uh, sold it to Omnicom, did that, uh, actually Omnicom did the investment, what was this, 98, beginning of 1998, and so I was involved with Omnicom going back to the 90s and then sold the business after the dot-com crash in 2001, 2002, and then I moved over to Omnicom full-time. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks for uh, having me. You're here with us today to talk about the Forrester waves. I think a lot of people probably saw them come out in the press and then saw them come out again because it was released in four different segments or waves. And then sure. thinking kind of like, what actually happened here and what does any of this mean? <laughs> so I want well, to start from the beginning. This is the first time it's ever happened in this way. So what was Forrester trying to do here? So Forrester, just for those to set the backdrop uh, for those that don't know them, is a qualitative analysis company. And so what they do is they look at lots of different segments of the business and they have analysts and they they go, they do deep dives into whatever the market segment is. Sometimes it's about software, sometimes it's about services. And they decided to take a number of what they call their waves. And a wave is basically a deep, deeply researched report they took a number of their waves that were pre-existing about advertising and put them all together. And then they did another wave on top of that, which was the first time that they have ever reviewed holding companies. So in total, there were five waves. There was one on data. There was one on digital experience, so think more IT. There was one on customer experience, so think more UI and marketing interfaces, media, and then holding companies. So there were five waves. We did not participate in the data wave because we are not a data broker. We participated in the other four, the DX wave, what they call DX wave, CX wave, media, and holding company. And who else was invited to participate in these? So this is another new thing. So for the first time, they put two cohorts that ran parallel but separate together in a set of these waves. So we saw a lot of our usual peers, the the WPPs, the publicists, IPG, were all involved in the waves when appropriate. But we also saw Accenture and Deloitte and Unisys and many of the IT consultancies 
in some of the waves, um, and Accenture was in most of the waves. What does that signal that they're coming into our territory a little bit? Well, it's it's not a secret that Deloitte and Accenture both have advertising businesses. Accenture in particular has made quite a number of investments buying small digital agencies globally. They continue to do it. They've reorganized that into a business called Song that they announced, I guess, this past summer. And it's run by a guy named David Droga of a Droga agency. And so they very much are trying to come into our business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the so they're very much trying to come into, into our business. And likewise, look, we have companies like Credera, TA Digital, Aredians. We have made a number of acquisitions that are very clearly in their space as well. So what you're seeing is a bit of a chocolate in the peanut butter scenario here where advertising, you know, we're looking for growth and expansion and the world's not getting less technical. So we're moving to the Accenture space. And likewise, they're saying we need growth and we think that we need to add the 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 front end side of the business. You know, we need to add CX customer experience to DX digital experience. Which you know, it's the DX is the is the technical. We need that in order to keep growing. So we're both going into each other's spaces. And what was interesting about Forrester is that they recognized that and they brought us all into a single review process where they reviewed us in parallel with each other. So what was the ask in that review process? Oh my gosh. I mean, this process, first of all, this went on. Uh, if you trace it back to their initial questionnaires, the process lasted over a year. And it starts with approximately 40 to 60 questions in a written format. Out of that, they kicked off a formal review process on January 20th where they asked another set of written responses, this time specific to the five different waves. Now, once again, we participated in only four of them. That culminated in a, a very detailed six-hour presentation that we did remotely, I believe it was in March. And then the waves came out sequentially starting i would say may or june with the final one coming in kind of late july or august so it was a very very complex and arduous process with lots of written questions lots of back and forth about the written questions an actual presentation lots of back and forth about that more written questions and then ultimately the verdict which is the reports themselves a lot of moving parts and a lot of cooks in the kitchen because of how vast we are. Can you talk about how everybody kind of came together for this to prepare for that presentation? Yeah, so the presentation, as mentioned previously, was about CX, DX, uh, media, and holding company. Some of it was a lot more straightforward, like the DX wave was Credera and TA Digital and Aredians. And so it was very clear that they were the, going to be the respondents, mostly think precision marketing inside of Omnicom. Media was exactly what it sounds like. It was media, so it was OMD, it was PhD, it was arts and science. Um, Omni, by the way, participated in every bit of this because they underlie everything. CX got a little bit more convoluted because they both invited BBDO as well as Precision to present. Now, Precision, interestingly, presented as Precision. 
So it wasn't critical mass and, and wrap and organic, but instead it was a precision offering. Fortunately, both sides scored extremely well on that. And then the holding company was much, much more complex because Omnicom historically has not really gone to market as, a, as an operating company, but they specifically requested that Omnicom present. And so we pulled together a very cross-disciplinary team that included all of the above, precision, it included media, it included, of course, Omni, included TBWA, it had some BBDO in there. John Rand, Daryl Sim participated, as did Paulo Yuvienko, our CTO, and myself. Well, that was the that was four and a half hours of the six-hour presentation it was actually sort of us orchestrating it all together to present a unified theory of a holding company. That's huge. But the good news is that we did well. Yeah, we did very well. We were ranked much higher than many of our competitors on the DX side. Accenture was the top there, but we were one of ranked as one of the most advanced companies on the, the technical side of the business. On the CX wave, we were tops. Precision scored at the top of the the top of the chart, one of the most highly probably the high, most highly ranked company. Uh, media, we were the most highly ranked company. And on the holding company side, we were among the leaders. It was WPP, Publicis, and Omnicom. Unfortunately, WPP edged us out by one tenth of a point, which is quite frustrating. But you know, we were we were in the leader category. And interestingly, we beat you know Accenture was nowhere to be found in that either at the holding company level. Well, not nowhere to be found. They were much further below us. On the holding company side, on the CX side, they didn't participate in media because they don't have media. And then they did very, very well at where you would expect, which is on the DX side. So overall, Omnicom on creative media, absolute top of the charts on holding company, right, right in the top contenders. And why did we score so well? What in, in uh, the, those presentations do you think stood out? Well, in speaking with the analysts extensively afterwards, what they, they said stood out for us was, well, first and foremost, it's the work and the people. It's, you know, you, you, you can't just talk about what you're doing. You have to show it. And the, the presentations included quite a number of demos and platform work, and, and they were from very familiar with Omni and all of its constituent components, but we actually showed it in action. We showed how it connected to wins like the, the uh, the Daimler win that came last year. Um, and they thought it was believable. So they gave us extremely high marks on client feedback, on the work itself, on the vision and the roadmap, on the service offering, and they tally up a score. And this is where it becomes quantitative. They tally up a score and whoever gets the most points is at the top of the chart. And so I think across that, we did really well. We prevailed. What about in the other waves? Why did we do well? They ranked you on two axes overall. One was sort of your vision, and the other one was your ability to execute that vision. And we, what's nice is we were balanced across both. I think we did in almost all categories. We did, we got particularly high marks on the vision side, and a lot of that has to do with our approach to data, and our approach to platforms, and our approach to you know the technical underpinnings but also putting it into action. You know, I, I'm reminded of, of media in particular. You know, media has quite a bit of data and omni platform sitting underneath it. And so we could prove it 
on that axis, we talked about where it was going, things like artificial intelligence and optimization. And as the marketplace is clearly moving towards a more programmatic future, we're right there with it and it could articulate a future that was really the best class. And then we could back it up with actual work and scale. And so those things stood out. Similarly, on the customer experience side, the CX wave, I think we did well because we talked a lot about how this is evolving with, with uh, dynamic creative, what we call DCO, um, dynamic creative optimization, and how AI and asset management and all those fit together to present a more modern marketing offering and how that's evolving and changing. And once again, we were we were tops on vision and we could show the goods. So we, we got high marks in execution, which is ultimately why we were the highest ranked company. And then at Omnicom, we talked a lot about how we orchestrated, put it all together for clients, um, do it on a global basis, and then drive towards outcomes, trying to really figure out, okay, look, you know, if Mercedes is hiring us, they don't just want marketing, they want to sell cars. So we really connected the dots all the way from top of the funnel, from awareness through consideration to purchase, and actually down to post-purchase and return purchases, and how we manage that technically, how we manage that functionally, how we how the SAF does it, and how we do that in a hundred or so countries. And when you talk about the vision, what are we doing to execute on that vision? Oh gosh, we do. I mean. Most people probably wouldn't see this, but we have hundreds of partnerships with technology companies, with data companies. We obviously have made a massive investment in Omni. Omni has trained over 15,000 people on the platform just by itself. Um, likewise, you know, we've got a partnership with Google, with Facebook, with Adobe, with you know, hundreds of companies also who who offer training. And, and we have a vision, which is look, we gotta we gotta take these tools, which are exactly that. They're just tools, but we need to make things with them. So we're kind of relentlessly focused on bringing it all together and making it actually work and driving it towards an outcome. And that's, I think that vision was what Forrester was keying into and why they gave us such high marks. And I think that's not just a, a vision in our development of client work. It's a vision in our development of talent. And I think that's major. Yeah, we're a services company. I mean, the, the, we are a people business. And so we can talk about tools, but they're exactly that. I mean, a hammer doesn't build a house, a carpenter does. And so we are really focused on training people to use the tools, but not just use the tools so that they're proficient, but actually ask the why and how do we use the tools for a purpose and how do we innovate using this? I mean, that's what's so exciting about this time is there's, we've never had so many tools, so much data, all at our fingertips. Omni is a global platform that operates in over 100 countries. I mean, it really is the backbone and the operating system that sits underneath everything and gives people access to the tools, the technologies, the data systems, and kind of helps harmonize it. And we're working on things like asset control workflow and bringing it all together uh, in a modern working environment to, meet the opportunity of the future and it's a cool time because you know the world's changing incredibly quickly you know covid accelerated probably seven years of development into what it's been what, two and a half years three years right the catalyzing effect is massive and that creates opportunities for companies like ours and in this acceleration where do you see us going next where do you see us doubling down 
Oh, gosh. I mean, we huge investments in Omni, of course, which I've talked about, big investments in automation, of artificial intelligence, of uh, expansion of Omni into things like asset control and workflow, um, big investment in um, offshoring. I mean, we have well north of, I believe it's six or 7,000 people and it's growing like crazy in places like India, in Mauritius, in Costa Rica, in Colombia, all over the world. You know, so looking at how do we do delivery in a decoupled way from where things are ideated, uh, big investment there. Um, you know, on a broader basis, you're starting to see a world of, you know, I mean, it's not new, right message, right person, right time, driving the right outcome. Well, what that, in order to do right messaging, you're looking at things like dynamic creative. You know, that's what Forrester was looking at, and that's what we're very much making investments in. And um, so customizing and tuning the message for the person, likewise on targeting, I mean, it's not new that we're using tools like Omni to do better targeting, particularly in programmatic or search or whatever the, the medium is. But as TV and video starts to come into these platforms, huge investments there. I mean, there's investments all over the world all kinds of tools and huge investments in training, you know, bringing it to people so that we can actually turn these crazy ideas into into hopefully profitable realities for our clients. And I kind of want to pull this down into the individual level too. So if I am trying to future proof my career in this landscape, what can I start to do or start to learn about or kind of like invest in, in my own professional growth? Well, I think there are many tools inside of Omnicom that you can use is there's, we have all kinds of tools that should be at everybody's fingerprint, fingertips. I'm thinking of things like Omnicom Academy, which is a, uh, something where we brought together some of the best training from across Omnicom and put it all in one place so it's easy for people to access. Likewise, you can talk to your manager about, um, you know, particularly if you're in, on, a, on a management track, we have Omnicom University and the AMP program, and there's lots of in-person training. Likewise, it happens on a region-by-region region or country-by-country country basis, but there's lots of training all over the place for different tools. I think that you have to be just more wired into your local offices. Omni has a huge training program. As I mentioned, north of 15,000 people have gone through it. It's available to pretty much everybody, and I think it's available there. Those are institutional things, that's the things that Omnicom is doing. I don't think that training begins and ends at the institution. I think it begins oftentimes with curiosity, and if you're curious about some of the things that I'm talking about, there's, you know, there's lots of resources. I mean, it's the internet, right? Like, you know, looking like the world's not getting less technical and things like AI, things like automation, you know, these are things that people should be reading up on because it will hugely affect our lives going, or it's affecting our lives now. I mean, look at self-driving cars. I mean, that was a crazy idea 10 years ago and it's be quickly becoming reality or all kinds of autonomy, whether it's autonomous checkout. I mean, a lot of what the internet actually is, the intelligence is sitting behind it. You know, that's this is AI coming into practice. I mean, that is what Google actually is, is a giant AI engine sitting on top of a search index. There's lots of resources to go read about this. 
one of the more interesting ones in English is a guy named Lex Friedman who does a podcast, but there's, you know, go on YouTube. There's tons of podcasts or, uh, you know, vlogs about, about AI, if that's interesting to you. I mean, and people within the network who are probably willing to have a coffee and a conversation about something. Yeah, absolutely. You know, find your local engineers. I'm sure they're happy to talk to you or anybody in many cases. I mean, this is a very, very interesting time where uh, the people that are curious and the people that can think laterally, I think, will excel in this marketplace. If you can start to figure out the application of these tools, you know, technology in many ways is outstripping our ability to put it to practice. And so I, I think that's a big part of it. And likewise, at Omicom in my group, we're trying to build a tech stack so that we can focus on specific areas, all the areas I referenced and many, many more, where we're saying, okay, we can't use all AI algorithms or engines, um, but here's kind of ways that we're suggesting we do this. Or, Automation. We did a big, uh, we did a big deal with Microsoft and their Power Platform, which also includes a lot of AI in it. So I would, you know, a great place to focus. Go to Microsoft.com. There's tons of information about what we're doing or what they are doing. And, yeah, and I think uh, especially yeah. if you're in a discipline where you're like, this doesn't really affect me. It probably does, and you just don't know about it. So figure that out now. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how to say. Like I I see, you know, what's AI? I never see it it's like well it's sitting behind every purchase that you make whether it's in person at a grocery store or online at amazon i mean they're optimizing all their pricing i mean it's in, in every plane ticket it's in every plane route it's it just it's everywhere but it's an ingredient it's it's below the surface so until you kind of know what you're talking about you won't be able to see it but once you can see it you're like it's everywhere yeah and Advertising is not at all immune to this. All the publishers are using it. And the opportunity is for us to figure out clever ways to apply it on to our craft on the buy side. It's exciting. Scary, but exciting. <laughs> the opportunity is massive. And I know it's scary. Like learning new things can sometimes be scary. And the unknown is scary. But how do you combat that? Well, you make the, the unknown known. And you figure out how to harness it for good and apply it in your life. And I think once you do that, it's probably a little less scary and it's more like, wow, this is eye-opening. This is super exciting. You know, you're getting in the slipstream of what's really going on in the world technically. And I think that's a good note to end on with a little bit of inspiration. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Thank Great you for joining you us. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. You can find previous episodes and more to come on OMC Hive or in the OMC Insider newsletter every Friday. Mm -hmm.